But strangely enough, there's left in the world today an area as big as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. I can't be stopped now because I've become completely resistant to all their trolling. And that's the powerful position that all of us will be in if you just stay on the path of truth. Houston, we have a problem. We uh, destroyed that technology. People should not be walking around with masks. That stuff is flat. There's your flu. Last year. Here's your flu this year. Literally doesn't even exist. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hitler Effect. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to have David Avocado Wolf a uh, health expert. Uh, this guy has changed so many people's lives with his knowledge. He's also a truther, truth seeker, um, and he explains it all. He does a lot and brings a lot to the table. I hope you guys enjoy the show today. I just want to thank everyone um, for these late donations coming in for Level With Me. Uh, we're, looks like we're not going to be able to fund the entire project. I had a few ideas in mind. Um, to finalize the film, um, but it's it's all good. Um, the film is still epic, um, and uh, you know by next year we'll be able to tackle some more ideas that I want to hit this year. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, this film is epic. I, I'm really hope you guys are excited. Everyone that donated, as you know, you will be getting a free copy via email. So make sure you email me on April 22nd with your receipt for your donation. I will reply with your free copy. Um, and make sure you share that with family and friends and get the ball rolling um, because it's time to level with me. Uh, this is a film that's going to turn a lot of heads and I set it up this way. I hope you guys agree and I hope you guys enjoy it. Level with me. Level we'll also continue to engage with China. We're not looking for a new Cold War, but I make no apologize. I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. Thank you very much. This is not a new phenomenon that you might find balloons in the air. The, the <laughs> fact that... The, <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. Uh, so there are all kinds of possibilities here. Could it be a weather balloon? Absolutely. Could it be a weather balloon? Be a Absolutely. Weather balloon? Mainstream calls them satellites. They're satellites because they're all on balloons. Right? Uh, well, I mean, we're a public. There's no expectation well, of privacy. Not, not. Why are we only told about this other idea of satellites? It's a well-kept secret that we have tons of huge balloons above us. You don't know about any of these satellites without the balloons? Space. It's the biggest psyop of all time. The Earth is not what NASA says it is. Many people are becoming aware that there's a firmament there's a firmament above us. above us. Why is it when we review this footage that these things are exploding? It looks like they're hitting a barrier. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, the problem is you can't get past the firmament. Some of these rockets look like they're scraping across a watery firmament, kind of like a boat dragging something through the water. I'm not sure what they're doing but they're not flying into space. This is disclosure. People want to call us conspiracy theorists, but we're about to blow this wide open. Oh, it's gonna blow up or something's gonna happen. The 1986 Challenger disaster did not die in the explosion with many of them hiding in plain sight. Did you ever think the public would find out that all the spacewalks were filmed underwater? Thanks, sir. The liars are the enemy, even if they live in our own backyard. So, 
So in the process, I have flown all over the country, out of the country. I've had a good experience. Um, it's just been nonstop, guys. It's really been nonstop for me since New Year's. I have really not stopped working on this project. Um, it has been nuts. Talk about a full-time job. It's It seems like it's 24 hours. Haven't gotten much sleep. Uh, threw my back out in the process, I'm sure, from the stress. Um, but I'm looking forward to this film's release on the 22nd so I can get to the gym, get some free time, uh, some yoga, uh, just get my body right again. I'm looking forward to that, trust me. But, all right, guys. David Avocado Wolf is joining us here. Let's connect with the man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Hibbler Effect. And as promised today, we have David Avocado Wolf, the health genius, as I call him. Thanks for coming on the show, Dave. Thanks for taking the time. Right on, thanks, man. It's been a long time that we've been wanting to do a show together, so we're here. Let's do it. Let's dig in. We'll go all the way. We're going to go all the way, and as my as my audience knows, first 20, 25 minutes, going to keep it PG, no trigger words, and then we'll head over to Rockfin, and we'll do the big boy talk as always. Uh, David Avocado Wolf, you uh, just got back from a uh, health conference, uh, first one in five years. How did that go? It went really good. So, you know, we had done these wonderful longevity conferences for years. I mean, I'd done about 16 or 17 of them and it was awesome. You know, I became really good friends with some really interesting people like Dr. Mercola. Dr. Mercola is an amazing researcher. I mean, he's just right in the thick of it. And I love that about him. He actually reads anywhere from 50 to 150 books on nutrition every year. That's how berserk he is. <laughs> uh, he reads 150 more books than I do every year. <laughs> So that was that was cool to like, you know, get back into that mode. Now, in this particular case, we had um, Dr. Judy Mikovits and we had Del oh, wow. Big Tree and we had uh, Mickey Willis just because I've been living in Texas. So those have been my 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 friends. You know, we've been crossing paths quite a lot of the last three years that I've been living in Texas. I still have a spot. You know, I'm up here in the far north up here in, in uh, China. I still have my spot up here. But unfortunately, you know, things in this country are, are going going south real quick. Yeah, man. Oh, you're, in, you're in Canada right now, right? We call it China. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's a beautiful home, man. I like the I like the style of the house. I have to have a green screen, unfortunately, because you'll just see a white wall. I don't really have much. But you have a beautiful home. Let me compliment Thank it you. now, as you already know. Um, but I want to start off with some, you know, again, innocent topics. Um, a long time. I forgot which 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 of my sh you know, I had flat earth videos I've been making since 2015. And I believe it was realize, 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 I would assume that's the one that I had you in there. I didn't know who you were then. I think you were on a show. It was a show where it's like an interview style where it was like really super quality. Uh, I forgot what it was, but you were talking about how the universe is not what what they told us it was and you were going on and on about it. Um, and uh, in the clip, I put the clip in and people were, back then were like, who is this guy? Where is this guy? And I didn't even know you were a full on flat earther literally at the time. I don't know if you were at the time, but when I heard that line, I'm like, that's perfect. I need that for my project. I hope he's a flat earther. And then it turns out that you actually were. When did you realize this truth? Was it a long, long time ago? Was it recently? Was this a rabbit hole that, you know, was hard to go down for you that, you know, the lies of our, you know, the globe and all this shit? Well, let me start off from the beginning. I was red pilled very early by my neighbor, Mrs. Smutko and the Smutko family. They were a Hungarian family. They lived right next door to us in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, wow. where I was born. 
And um, that, that's a whole story there, right there. But very, very young, Mrs. Smutko told us, this is who's the bag man in New Jersey. Here's what the, this political party's up to. Here's this, here's that. Here's who Walter Mondale is. That was back in the Walter Mondale days, like 1975, 76. Um, Jimmy Carter, here's who's backing him, his whole thing up. Uh, she told us everything. I'm like five, six, seven years old, right? She told us everything. She She had some tremendous insight or maybe I was just a different kind of kid or me and my brothers were just different than normal kids. I don't know, but she laid it on us. And so I started very early on with banksters, what the banksterism is about, the fractional reserve lending, all the crap that goes on. So that's what kind of set the stage, yeah, set the tone for, for your mind to, yeah, yeah to be open to mm -hmm. uh, right around 2004, 2005. Um, my business partner at the time, he left me a bunch of videos that the moon landing was fake. And in those videos, obviously the moon landing, at that point I'd already been kind of opened up to the idea. And by the time I got through those videos, I was like, oh yeah, definitely fake. <laughs> it's, um, pretty, it's pretty obvious once you watch it. I always tell people, they're like, you believe in the moon landing? They're like, yeah. I'm like, like have you watched it? And usually they go, well, not really. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's like cringe theater for sure. So uh, what ended up happening is 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 that set of videos kind of it gave me the idea it put the idea in my head that the entire spaced out program could be fake and by the way that's what I call it it's the spaced out program because you have to be spaced out to believe in it at this point the evidence is there I've gone through thousands of hours of material so have you you know so is Jaren so is all our other friends and um, it's just it's just fake as can be it's just it's actually a B movie joke and so at, but it started then and so. Right around 20, probably 2015, beginning of 2015, I started seeing it come up on my YouTube recommendations. And I started thinking, I bet this is the bottom of the rabbit hole. I bet this is it. <laughs> and then I was on a phone call. I used to have a regular scheduled phone call once every six months, three months, sometimes every month with a very famous scientist and a very important teacher of mine, Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Okay. And Patrick Flanagan and his wife ran in front of the, the camera one day. I was talking to him on, on a Zoom call or Skype or whatever it was back then. And and uh, and and she said, she's like, Patrick, tell me about the flat earth. And I was like, oh, Patrick, what do you think about the flat earth? And as soon as I knew, as soon as he hesitated, as soon as I knew he didn't know for sure that we were on a globe, I knew we weren't. Mm -hmm. Because he's a he, he, he designed weapons defense systems. To, you know, for example, to, to detect missiles coming over the quote unquote North Pole, yeah. whatever that is, when he was a kid. Wow. So I was like, this guy doesn't know it's a globe for sure. And and so that's when I that immediately I was like, oh, I better dive in. And that's when I dove in. And it's 2015. We're now. 2015. When, yeah. When you were looking at videos and trying to do your research, did anything stand out to you? Anyone back in the day, any name drops, anyone that you were like, oh, crap. Did anyone help you in the process? Because there was. You know, some pretty good OG flat earthers. Twenty fifteen was kind of prime. In, it was in, prime, in, yeah. You know, because I so always, were, I always admit, Eric, it was Eric Dubay and it was Eric uh, ODD TV. You know, both of them. I liked the ODD TV. Yep. Um, I also liked uh, who was the guy, the two hundred proofs that two hundred proofs. Eric okay, was it Eric Dubay? Who was the yep. other guy? There was another guy who was kind of like he was. He's kind of like um, Antonio Spinacci. Nope. I like Santos Bonacci too. That was that was also I liked his information. Yeah. I like Jaron's information. If, you know, from there, Jaron and I became friends. That's you know, I really at some point was like I should track this guy down. And uh, and Jaron and I started doing shows. But I think back in 2016. And then um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He he was he's a little bit goofy. Um, 
Oh, geez. He was one of the main guys back then. Anyway, so yeah. those were the main you know things that I got through. But it, I was in Miami at the time because I went from Hawaii and I eventually worked my way all the way back to Miami within a week or two weeks. So I was on that call in Hawaii with Patrick Flanagan and then I made it to Hawaii and what well, sorry, I made it to Miami. And by the time I got to Miami, I was like, Oh, I can really dig into the stuff because I have time. And, uh, and that was around, you know, like a, you know, really long weekend and I dove in and then I remember seeing the footings to a bridge and I'm looking on my phone. It's like, okay, that thing's nine miles away. Yeah. And I can see with my eye that the footing of the bridge is not obscured. Yeah. I can see it. And that was when I went, Oh shit. Self-evidence at that point. There's nothing better, man. And that's the thing is a lot of people, they don't, they're not even interested in learning the truth. And it's so easy to go out and find it yourself. It's like you, a lot of people in this world, as you know, they, they, they like to be controlled. They like to be told what to do. They like to be told what to think. And that's just how they're programmed. And those are the hardest people to, to get on board with anything. And for me, it's like, are, are we different than them? You know, like, like what's what's it's like I, I try to analyze different people in my life that I know that just won't they don't get it not even nine eleven they don't get it they just oh no no it, is there Good a way that maybe there are we, different types of humans out here man because like what is wrong sure. with people I don't get it well uh, well you know there's a number of different theories about that it's a very interesting question now I, you know I tend towards the Rudolf Steiner perspective who by the way. As soon as Patrick was like, as soon as I was like, he's not sure, it's a globe, I immediately remembered what Rudolf Steiner had written in one of his books. He said the Ptolemaic worldview would make a revival in the 21st century. And I was like, and I remember reading that going, there's no way. I mean, the Ptolemaic worldview, which is essentially the flat earth map, the azimuthal equidistant projection with the North Pole in the center. Yeah. And I was just like, there's just no way. And then that happened. And then all the flat earth stuff happened. I was like, my God, he called it. That started me back into Rudolf Steiner, who by far, in my opinion, is the most important philosopher and most well important done. Christian, by the way, in history, in my opinion, other than Jesus. That's my personal opinion on that. We can get into that if you want to get into that. Anyway, the 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 amazing discovery that you know is is that we're coming into is that not everyone is like us. And Steiner's perspective was is that some people, a small percentage of the population, are actually inhabited by demons. Um, some are uh, inhabited by Azuras, which are like extraterrestrial or some in interdimensional creatures. And then the pe the masses, the great masses of the people are have not developed an ego formation. They have not developed an individuation or a strong enough what he called the I or the ego. Now, this is different from, say, a Freudian ego or yeah. we've got to get away from our ego crap, which is, you know, arrogance or whatever the narcissism is. This is a different definition of ego. And. It's about individuation and individuating yourself. And those who are individuated, who can think independently, are people like us. Yeah. If we haven't developed that or, or it's not within our karma to develop it, we'll be like the masses. Whatever is told to us is what we'll believe. And that's that was a very big piece of the puzzle for me on Steiner's. That was Steiner's perspective. So I was like, that fits what my observations are. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad that you got on board. We, we need um... – more knowledgeable, smart-minded people to speak about this stuff. I think that there's a lot of people that know. They know, but they don't talk about it. And that's the problem to me. This is why it's taken this long to get millions of people together to go past Antarctica or to, to head towards the North Pole. 
because people tell me all the time, why don't you just get a bunch of, there's millions of flat earthers, why don't you, yeah, you know, it's a process, but in the, in the meantime, it'd be easier if everyone was, everyone, because collectively I they couldn't stop all of us. Um, I've got a really good angle on that. And, yeah, uh, let's and hear it, because I'm all about it, it man. I want to yeah, dissolve I know, this I know tree, you're going to dig this. I have a friend of mine who ran the Air Force of a whole country. I'm not going to say what the country is, but he ran the Air Force for 20 years. Okay. And he's a flat earther. He knows it's flat because he's a pilot and he's flown at 500 miles per hour at one meter off the ground. He knows he is absolutely, you know, that's what first thing when we first met, he's like, it's flat, isn't it? I was like, of course it's obvious. Right. And, and this is the guy who ran the air force for a whole nation. This is where we're going. Eventually people like us will take control of a nation or we will become advisors to the heads of States of a, of a great nation. I agree. and then we will direct a, a, a unilateral or a, a multilateral approach with several different nations to actually go, we're going into Antarctica, we're filming it all and try to stop us. And, and we can see that, that, that the, the party that doesn't want that to happen is the Western powers because they're the ones who are caught in the Satanism and the lying and all the cra- fake spaced out programs. And, all and the, the other- traffic and the trafficking. I mean, let's just be honest because and the traffic for me, and the, and the outer, the outer lands, there's no way they're not doing something with that. I mean, let's just be honest, you know, anybody no can way. go on to Marine traffic and which is that app where you can track Marine traffic and there's traffic going on inside Antarctica. I've seen it multiple occasions where there's shipping traffic happening inside Antarctica. When I say shipping track traffic, I'm talking about ships on water. Yeah. It's and, like somehow it just jumped from water to ice and it's uh-huh. in the middle of the ice somehow. Yeah. Okay. That's, somehow we're going to believe that story. Yeah. And it's just like at this stage, you know, we've broken, you know, we, that's another thing about people like us is we've cracked out of the matrix. We're just, we don't buy their BS anymore. Not at all. It's all bullshit. And we, we're just way, we're way beyond that now. So that's how it's going to go down for the Antarctica mission. We're going to get a nation on board and we are going to eventually, we're going to use a multilateral approach of many different countries working together, and we're going in. And and then, you know, good luck trying to stop us. The Western powers, in my opinion, and this is another Steiner thing, are going to fall due to the parasitism, right? We've been parasitized massively. I mean, the, the level of parasitism in the West, I mean, the whole spaced out program, the whole worldview of outer space, your eyeballs blow out, the whole thing is just completely satanic. The whole vision of it's totally satanic makes totally. no sense at all has nothing to do with reality no. and and that right there is telling us you know that's a that's a big one to take when you become a flat earther because you go oh man the lies are this full on it's this deep and yes it is this deep yep. but the liberation from it is is a, a hell of a liberation as you know and that's what drives you i suspect is when you're liberated from that cosmology, yep. you're like, oh my God, it's not that. Well, yeah, you're no, you're, you're no, you know, once you, because you're fully out of the matrix at that point, you, you won't, you can't allow them to get you anymore. They're like, you can agree with this. There's nothing that the media mainstream specifically can say or do as a headline that me, someone like me and you are going to just go, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> everything they say, it's not that everything they say is a lie, guys. They're going to have to say some truth, some, but it's the point of their headliners are an agenda. It's it's on purpose and it's there to destroy you. It's there to destroy your mind and keep you closed-minded, keep you being told what to do and told how to think 
So when people like me and David go, hey, this is a hoax and here's why. The people that don't even wanna hear it, we can't help them. To me, we can never help those people. And that's sad because I spent from 2015 up until I'd say 2020-ish, I did all I could to help those types of people. And it was um, a battle because it's like, I helped none of those people. You can't break these types of people, unfortunately. And I wasted so much energy and time on trying to force it on them that I noticed that, you know what? There's so many people now because of COVID, we're not getting into specific details till we're on Rockfin, but because of COVID, now I started seeing, you know what? There are those people out there that will see a self-truth, realize something, and then wake up. That's fine. But even those people, it's hard with Flat Earth. Um, and I think it's because they're so indoctrinated. They want to, you know, everyone was taught this at five years old. And you don't want to let go of your ball. You don't want, and you don't want to be ridiculed by friends and family. We're in a war. I don't care if you, if you don't want to be ridiculed by friends and family during a war, then you're going to lose the war. It's, I, you're right. It's, it's right. This, you, the, the stakes are all the way. It's, you, we're, we're in a, it's, it's all the way. And that's why I don't care. I, you, you, you can ridicule. I've been ridiculed as all, all my whole career. It's like you, I'm, I'm inured to it. Don't I can't be stopped now because I become completely resistant to all their trolling and all their scams and all their directives, everything. So I, I, it just bounces right off. And that is a really powerful position to be in at this point. And that's the powerful position that all of us will be in eventually if you just stay on the path of truth. You actually have something within you where you love the truth. So do I. And there are other people who don't, they don't want to know. They don't want to look under the rug. They don't want to know. Um, but those people are disappearing. They are. They're, that, that crowd is diminishing. And the ones who want to know is increasing. Incre and that that's a good point. It's increasing. And I always say this too, to add to that, the ripple effect of the truth. I mean, anyone could pick a year when it started. For me, it's 9-11. That was the true test. Everyone's got to pick a side at that point. Seven buildings came down from two holographic looking airplanes. So if that makes sense to someone, a normal person, that seven buildings came down from two weird looking planes in the sky, then they're never going to get it. They're on that side of this war. The ones that got it within the first year, I think a lot of us like-minded people within the first year of 9-11, we understood something was going on. So I feel like for me in my life, that was the true test that started the test. And now it's kind of like, like you said, it's there's not a bunch of different crowds anymore. For me, it's like you're in the awakened crowd and I will include the people that are awakening into that crowd which is a ripple effect that is never going to stop. And it's eventually going to be the majority versus, yeah, right. the, one, versus the ones that are um, can't think for themselves, um, deny every single piece of evidence that we have, and they're closed-minded individuals. Those are the two types of people we have. And the difference is, is that the closed-minded individual group, no one from this group is going to be joining them ever. They're never going to go back. We're never going to go back to the ball. We're never going to start. We're, none of that's going to happen. It's not, well, you know, now I'm going to, now I think 9-11 was real. That's never going to happen. So our ripple effect of truth on this earth is going to grow and keep growing. And we're going to be alive, in my opinion, that this world is going to be nothing but people like us. Nothing but people like us. Fantastic. I, that, that's the vision of the future that, that we have. So the future, it, it's getting better. So this is, 
Steiner, Shriyuk, Testwar, some of the theosophists, their position was is that the Kali Yuga or the Age of Darkness essentially ended in 1899. The very first step, and that's like a 5,000 or 6,000 year cycle of darkness. Sure. The next age is like a 25,000 year cycle of light. And we're just in the very beginning of it. Actually, just the last 130 years is like 0.5% into moving into the light at the, you know, the peak will be in 12,500 years. We're just at the very beginning. So that first step is called the apocalypse, which is we find out it was all BS. We find out it was all lies. We find out that all the institutions are corrupt. And we find out that everything we were told was actually something we were, they were trying to sell us, right? It was that we were being sold. We weren't being told. And so it was, that was, that's a, that's the first step. The next step is the community building where we all start to get together as a community and start going, hey, we actually need to get together and work together. That's And that's where we are right now. That's just, that's for, for people like you and I. There's yes. a lot of people still in the apocalypse stage where they're like, wait, what? We're being lied to? And then, you know, you move to the community building. And then the third step is when we start actually moving it forward with free energy devices, for example, and just being completely, off, we're off all their systems, all their institutions, everything else. And we're into voluntarism, right? Because all this whole thing of what we're into, these governments is all completely and totally degenerate beyond comprehension and the cheating and the lying and the election, this and that is just beyond anything. I went through all of it. I go through all this kind of stuff and you know, I run my telegram feed. So I'm in it every single day, all day long. And just like what happened in the 2020 election is so incredibly insane. It, do you, do you it, fall? It, do, how are you with the politics? I mean, you got, you know, you throw a, you throw a hundred truthers in a room, you're going to find at least 10 of them that are, are hoping Trump saving the world, you know? So, and it's sad because I, I don't, I don't want to judge the ones that are hopeful, but I need to remind them that no one's going to save you. We have to save ourselves. How, what is your approach on the, on the, on the U.S. politic type of vibe where, you know, for me, it's two demons. You got, uh, um, what is it? Monarch, Malakian or no? Zelensky. Yeah, no, the, 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 forgot the name of the demon. It starts with an M, but uh, yes. Okay. I always forget the name, but them versus Luciferians right now. And we're just peasants in the process. They really don't care about us, but you know, this demon will kill us. They do kill us. They take our children. They, they sacrifice stuff. They all the worst of the worst. And then you got these demons that they don't touch children. They don't want to kill you, but they will. And it, it seems like studying these types of demons from people's knowledge of it. It seems like that's what we're living through right now. Um, you, what's your you, you thought tapped, on that? Okay. You tapped into an insane. You, you, that was really clever, bro. Good job. Because see, Steiner called all this. And, and the reason why he was able to call it is because he could see into the spirit world in a way that is hard to comprehend it. Now, I get how tough that is for new people who are not, who haven't put Steiner's material into work in their yard, like I've done here in this yard for 20 years. I put his teachings into practice. I've seen what it does. I can show you my Asian pair out there where you go, my God, the thing's friggin' shining. Like, what the hell's going on with that tree? And I've, I've been there with Steiner's stuff to the point where it's like, how did he know? What is this? What's this body of work he left behind? So let me lay it out. I'm going to, this is going to be a little bit of a layout. How I'm going to lay this out. It's basically my worldview. Essentially what Steiner is laying out for us is his form and his perspective of reality or his identification of the magic of this realm that we're in. 
Now, all of the the Moloch or what you you know you call basically I would call that our Steiner would call it Aramonic. Those are the technocrats. So we have those demons in that world that were that's got, that they're moving in on us right now using the technology, and that Aramonic force, that force of materialism and calcification, is much more dangerous than the Luciferic force. Yeah. And that was interesting. You even tuned in on that. So the Luciferic forces like the escapism, the false light here, worship our idols over here, worship Dalai Lamo. You saw him try to kiss that kid. Jesus oh, Christ, man, bro. Oh that, my God. It's the most disturbing thing I've seen in a long so time. So disturbing. It's like, what the hell is going on with this guy? But it, you know, it's to people who understand Luciferianism, they understand the false light and they understand people giving their power away and they understand what that means. And what it ends up in is this like kind of soft pedophilia is really what it ends up in. The Aramonic deception, or what you said was Moloch, ends up in a hardcore pedophilia, like eyes wide shut type of shit. Epstein type of shit. Epstein type stuff, right? Where it's just like, what the hell's going on there? Okay, so those two forces are the two main demons that are before. So there's two forms of evil, not one. That's essential to understand that. Once you understand that, you understand like, oh, okay, if I'm trying to escape, like, let's say somebody is like, Okay, I, you know, I've got to, I've got to escape my life every day. I've got to drink alcohol, and I got to give my power away to doctors. They're luciferic in the deepest recesses of their consciousness to try to escape their life. Yeah. The other side is like, oh no, I need to make the money. I need to, make, you know, meet the numbers. You know, that, and if they're that's the deepest part of their spiritual being, then they're aramonic and they'll fall for all that garbage. And we're, but those two demons are running half of humankind right now, and they're yeah. moving in on a pincer move right now. This is when it's all going to go down. And it's epic, dude. It really is. And and I do believe, by the way, we're going to find out everything. You think? Okay. So that that's why I'd love to go. We could talk about that before we wrap up the YouTube edition. Um, I do feel the same way, man. I, I, I talk about it, whether it's just being positive at all times and, and trying to shift consciousness that way. But I actually do believe it. I do think that we're going to win this war. I think we're already winning the war. And I do feel like we are going to be alive during some sort of, I mean, just brand new world that is heaven on earth. Okay. It has to be because this shit's got to stop. It can't keep going. It's been going on way too long. It's parasitic and therefore cannot keep going. That's an essential Steiner under discovery too. That's very important to get that because once you get that, you go, oh, the... The chemtrails, oh, the parasite destroys the host. That's what's going on, right? So the, the parasite eventually destroys the host. So these institutions that have been rotted out, eventually they'll fall because th there's nothing to hold them up. Then the new love and the new interest and the new excitement and the new magic builds the new thing, which is what we're doing. I mean, we represent the new thing. I've represented that my whole life. Uh, new types of nutrition ideas, new types of of um, blender ideas, new types of just new stuff that we can build a civilization on. And by the way, the um, frozen berries from last year that I'm zipping up every here every day here in the Nutribullet every morning with maple water from the trees right here. So the whole the whole thing comes from right here. Is so frigging epic, bro. I can't even tell you. Anyway, um, I do want to mention and come back to this concept that. You're actually living and I've always lived, and this is true for all of us, we've always lived in a magical reality. All of this programming, the Luciferic programming and the Aramonic or Moloch programming is trying to get you away from the magical reality that is already here. What Steiner is doing is he's going, look at this, test this out, try that, look at that, you'll find this out works and look at this. And then you go, oh my God, the magic is real. It's always been real. 
That's why the scientism and the Moloch slash Aramonic deception tries to steal all the magic and say, oh, it's all science. And that's why I tell people uh, the, from the Malachian standpoint in politics, that's Biden and his camp. Uh, it's self-evident. You could see that. And then uh, when people like Trump, 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 like, he's Luciferian. They're all Luciferians. And that's my opinion. But at the same time, I don't want to act like you have to choose a demon. Stop choosing demons. Get rid of them, and we take our world back. We don't need anyone that's on the television to ever exist again. We don't even need it. We can live. Look at how we set up our lives. Look at how we set up our communities. Look at how we set up um, our future. We don't rely on anyone that's on the television. We don't rely on anyone that's in government. We don't rely on anyone that has corporations. So eventually they're all going to fall, even though they're putting on a show for the world right now. It's to confuse people. It's to divert people. It's to make people fight when we could all come together and get rid of them all tomorrow. All of them could be destroyed tomorrow if we did that. But it's the point of how do we get so many people together on the same page? And I talk about this all the time. I won't get into details uh, for a few minutes, but you know, with the George Floyd PSYOP, um, and I, you know, I made a film with Miriam Hanin called uh, The Real Timeline, and we, we show everyone how disturbingly fake and set up that entire process was. But the point, of, hold on, the point I'm trying to make with that, okay, okay. it's not to describe that on YouTube. It's just the point of, look how quickly millions of people hit the streets like this, man. They're on the streets. They're ready to torch. I mean, I don't know why they're torching small businesses. I don't know what they did, but they're out there doing damage. If we can adjust those people, everyone that, that, that has that assassin mentality to go out and make change physically, maybe we're not the type of people to really do that, but there's millions that will. They just need to, we need to get them on our side. How do we do that? How do we change their mind? Instead of blowing up and, and torching innocent small businesses, go to Bill Gates' house. Go to Fauci's house, go to the White House, go to, there's so many other places. You go to BlackRock, they did it in France recently. Go to Vanguard, go go and take back our world. We Give us a few days collectively as humans. This world is new again. It's a brand new, whatever we want it to be. And we're the generals in this war. But at the same time, how do we get that to start? Because you gotta change their mind. You have to get those people and and wake them up. Because if, if those types of mentalities, like I always pick on Bryce Mitchell, he's an assassin. So now that he's a truther, that's the best combination to be in this war. You know the truth and you're ready to die for it. You're ready to go out and put your boot, your own boot on the ground and take out whoever you got to take out. But we need more people than just Bryce Mitchell. Okay. It's like, it's like uh, Paul, the disciple Paul, right? Saul of Tarsus um, was the exact opposite than was completely flipped around. And what an incredible archetype. And that's a very strong archetype for our time. The, the way that we do this and the way that we're, we're fighting this in the best way is we just keep shining a light on the evil nonstop. If social media didn't work, they wouldn't be trying to stop it. Look at how much they're trying to stop it. Look at what I've been through the Twitter wars, dude. It's the craziest st stuff ever of all time. The, the shadow banning, the censoring, the bot troll attacks. The leftist degenerate programming, the this, the that, the, the way that they crunch your account, the the, it, the it's so gnarly what we went through, dude. It, I can't believe I survived on that platform. I really can't. Since Elon Musk took over, by the way, my, I've tripled my following. I've been on that platform since 2008. Tripled it just like that, less than a year. That's how crazy the suppression is. And 
these people, the communists, socialists, they're, they're, again, some of them are aramonic and some of them are luciferic, but they're demonically possessed. And so they're only, the only possible outcome is destruction. And We're kind of the builders of the next thing. So yeah. I hear what you're saying about like, you know, we got to mow them down. We got to fight them off. And, and there will be people on our t- on our side. There'll be U.S. military guys will be like, we'll do that work for you. We're, that's what we're trained to do. But you and I are thought leaders. Yeah. We are thought leaders. So I can show you how we can live off this ecosystem here in nature, here in, you know, northern Ontario, Canada. I can show you exactly what we can do to survive here easily on the resources that are here. Because what we learn from the internet in our lifetime is crazy, absolutely nuts. I can also show you that same thing in Hawaii. I can also show you that same thing in Texas. I can also show you that same thing in California. All those ecosystems I've lived in and farmed in for years, decades. Yeah. So that that type of knowledge needs to be passed along because that survival information will be key. Also, just the, the, you know, the way that we run our social media, which is we just shine a light on the truth. That's really important. Keep people on, on that. Don't worry about fighting those bad guys. Just keep an eye on the truth. Keep, keep the light on the truth. And it freaks them out. There's those rats love the cover of darkness. They love it. They do. Um, and I want to, I, I want to ask, you know, we'll, we'll do this on Rockfin. All right, guys, it's already been enough time. I hope you enjoyed the preview with David Avocado Wolf. We really, I really want to talk a few uh, big boy topics with him that we can't talk about on this stupid platform. So thank you, YouTube. Thank you, David Avocado Wolf for joining this guys. I'll see you over on Rockfin. All right, welcome back to The Hibbler Effect. Thanks for coming over uh, from YouTube if you joined us. If you're already on Rockfin, thanks for joining us once again. But David Avocado, with these uh, vaccines, I know that you have, I know that you know some shit. And everybody has oh, their dude, opinion I'm- on, I, everybody has their opinion on, you know what? I've always said this about the jabs, Dave, is that I, I could be wrong. I'm sure you'll tell me if I'm wrong. That's why I love you, man. But the... I feel as if these jabs, each one of them, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, each one had a different purpose. And I'm looking at it from a perspective of maybe one of them was the um, sterilization. Maybe one of them was you're going to die within a year. Just saying what maybe one of them was um, a placebo. And maybe one of them was who knows what what else it's going to I mean. Uh, it could be a instant death sentence because that did happen to a lot of people as well. We can't forget that. It's not the it's not the majority, but it still happened. So what are your thoughts? Are, uh, do you think that these are different jabs for different purposes or all of them are doing the same thing or have you researched them? In the height of the pandemic, and by the way, I'm an old school anti-vaxxer. I go all the way back to the 1970s. I've been battling these crooks the entire time. I've known about it the entire time. My dad's known Dr. Fauci for 50 years. I've known of Dr. Fauci's corruption since I met Dr. Peter Duesberg in 1990. In 1990, he was going berserk on on that complete and total demon, Dr. Fauci, who's the wor- absolutely I, I, the worst of the worst. But anyway, the so I'm an old school anti-vaxxer. In fact, I was the kid. They tried to put it. They did get a needle into me at one point when I was like seven years old, and something really bad happened to me. And I kicked and screamed and climbed out the window, and I never got ever injected by big pharma ever again. And I'll, I'll not to interrupt, but I'll say this because it is rare. I do take pride in how rare this is. I have never been jabbed. I have never had a vaccine. Uh, my mom did not 
was not about that at all. We used to, she used to write letters for the school so we can get into the, to the school in Chicago. Good job. Not zero, zero my whole life. I just oh want to throw God. that out there. It's rare. It, well, <laughs> it's, it's probably why you're, you're who you are. I, I, uh, I would imagine. So Dave Weiss always says that, but either way, um, I'm, I'm just fortunate that my late mother was so smart. She was actually an OG flat earther in my mind. She never said the earth's flat, but she would always say, when I brought home science projects with the styrofoam and the planets and everything, she goes, this is not God's word. This is, why are they teaching you kids this? She didn't even want to help us with that. So it's like, you know, that's gotta be an OG flat earther to me, even though like it wasn't spoken, but if she was alive today, oh my gosh, she'd probably be in my documentaries, but go ahead, go ahead with the, uh, well, I want to hear your jab stuff because. Okay. So, yeah. so it, it came to light in the, in the middle of 2021, I think it was, the guy was either Dutch. I think he was a Dutch pharmaceutical analyst. Okay. And he, that means he's a hired hand by the pharmaceutical industry when they want to crunch a bunch of numbers and they want to get certain data, he'll go come through and he'll clean up the data or look at the data or go through the data and give them the result that, that he's come to based on whatever the directive is. There's a lot of hired hands like that out there who do that kind of work. And this guy eventually realized that there was multiple forms of each jab, um, batches, different batches, um, at least a dozen of each. So AstraZeneca had a dozen different ones, maybe more. Um, Pfizer had a dozen different ones. J and J had a bunch of different ones. Moderna had a bunch of different ones. And this is crazy what he found out. And I think his site, his site today is howbadismybatch.com. Okay. That's, so maybe put that in the show notes. Oh yeah. Howbadismybatch.com. Or if you punch that in, I'll, you'll find him pretty quick. At any rate, there was a number of interesting things that came from his research. One is, is that when it, one of them, like Moderna was putting out a deadly batch the others pulled back on their deadly batches. So it was coordinated. Just think about what that means right there. So they pulled, they pulled them. Okay. Explain that again. Explain that. Okay. Again. So let's say they have 12 different batches each. Yeah. yeah and let's yeah. say batch number six or six, six, six was the deadly one. When Pfizer was putting out batch number six, Moderna, AstraZeneca and, and, um, and uh, J and J, pulled off of number six. Oh, okay. So they, they were kind of cycling through the death ones. Right. So they were like, yeah. I guess they, they wanted some statistical outliers. So they, they, when the deadly one was being put out by Moderna, the other guys backed off. And then let's say three weeks went by, then they, then it was like, okay, now we're going to put out our deadly batch. Now this, as crazy as this sounds to somebody who's new to this kind of stuff. I mean, obviously everyone on your show here is a truther, but this level of corruption in medicine is nothing new to me. I grew up in it. Both my parents, I come from a family of medical doctors. I grew up in it. I know how bad it is. It's beyond anything you could believe. Mengele and the shit of the Nazis, that's a joke. That's such a joke. Like, oh, yeah, for 10 years, Mengele was doing like experiments on twins or whatever bullshit that was. It's total bullshit, first of all. Second of all, it's a joke compared to what the American medical mafia has done over the last 150 years. The American medical mafia is by far the most corrupt, degenerate, insane, yeah. aramonic, luciferic group of, of demons in history, yeah. in history. Big farm. They've done experiments on unwanting people for decades. They, they, this is so par for the course for them that looking at how bad is my batch, for example, that's just totally normal for them. For example, recently I found out that they were releasing noxious vapors, different types of bacteria, biological weapons in the New York City subway system from 1946 to 1966 without anybody's consent for 20 years and then recording all the data and picking up all the 
science from all that. See, for from their perspective, this COVID-19 rollout is just par for the course for them. It's just normal. Yeah. For the normal person like us, we're like, they're getting away with this? Like, what are they doing? It's like, no, they've been doing this. It's just gotten to a bigger scale and kept getting bigger and bigger. And for the last 50 years, the guy who's been in charge of all this BS has been Fauci. He decides which who gets funded. He decides which what's science and what's not science. He decides which which pharmaceutical company gets the money, which pharmaceutical gets the um, gets the uh, the backing of the U.S. government, and it, on and on and on. And this has nothing at all to do with the scientific method. What this is is some kind of a massive criminal mafia at a level that's hard to comprehend. It, it the, the level, dude, Tuskegee's nothing compared to the bigger picture what the American medical mafia has done over the last 150 years. It's truly insane. And there's nothing the Soviets ever did. There's nothing the Nazis ever did that even compares. There's nothing even close. That's how crazy it is. Yeah, well... And that's something that people don't understand. This is not just some new thing. They, this has been a, a part of their plans for a long, long time. And I think we both know what their final card is. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to whip it out. But I, I with the alien invasion and shit, I, I feel like, I, I just feel like they're not going to do it. Because I feel like they already, know I, it's, they already know it's exposed. They already know that there's millions of people that will not buy that. So the ripple effect will be their failure of it all uh, what's your thoughts on the, the blue beam question i I, th I think they're going to pull it and the reason why okay. they're going to pull it is because these people are completely demonically possessed they can't help themselves just the same reason why they're chemtrailing it's like they're getting chemtrailed too but they don't care because they're completely demonically possessed the host eventually is consumed by the parasite at any rate the what i think is going to happen is eventually they're going to take their reverse engineered uh, you know high-tech weaponry which is their ufos and they're going to attack a bunch of cities on Earth and say it's the aliens in order to try to unify the world against, quote, unquote, aliens so they can put their Antichrist on top. Yeah. Now, their Antichrist, as predicted by Rudolf Steiner, is born in this century. That's important to understand. So it's not Bill Gates. It's not Klaus Anel Schwab. It's not any of those kooks. Um, it's not Zuckerberg. It's, it's someone born in this century. Who's your guess? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still up in the air about it. I would say in 2020, it was such a crazy year. I was like, okay, for sure the Antichrist is on the earth now. Yeah. I don't know if the Antichrist came of age and was suddenly 18 years old that year or was born that year. Or, I don't know. But that's my take. So my, my personal feeling from going, I, and I have gone through this dude to the nth degree for years with Steiner's whole predictions and Edgar Casey is that my personal feeling is that whoever the Antichrist is, it's basically Moloch or Araman incarnate. Okay. And then that being will be Darth Vader, meaning they'll be turned into an artificial intelligence hybrid transhumanist um, and try to be running the whole world from that position as like the transhumanist human um, hybrid. That's my personal you feeling. You think it's going to get that far? I just, I don't know, man. I always have this feeling of all, all of their New World Order plans – specifically look at the uh the vaccine passport their their foot was right in the door they were it was uh, you couldn't even get into a grocery store in la without showing your papers what happened to that why would they pull that nationwide and specifically worldwide they, they pretty much pulled that and and if they if they went all in with that we'd be fucked man that, like how are we traveling how are we doing anything they could have established that they were so close to doing it that the fact that it's disappeared now 
I look at it two ways. There, there actually is good in the world fighting with us, or I don't know. <laughs> What's the other one? What's the, well, why is it, why is it not here anymore? There's forces of good for sure that are happening, and that, that's important to understand. So forces of good are working at exposing the light. Right with them on the light. So when you shine a light on that on their corruption, it's devastating to them. It really is crushingly devastating to them because there's nowhere to go. Right. So as soon as the public sees that, this is why they so desperately try to control media and social media. They don't want that light shine on the truth. And so part of it, I think, is that that there was so much light being shown upon the the vaccine passport. They got they they probably went okay tactical retreat. We're going to pull it back and then we're going to rename it digital ID and we're going to use this strategy next. That's my personal feeling on that. Okay. Now, if you think about all the stolen money from the fake space programs, how much has gone to Antarctica, how much is into the UFO fleet, how much is into their weapons of mass destruction and all the other stuff, dude, I can't help but say that they're going to use it. Uh, they're going to use it. And I, I just, that's just my gut feeling because they I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong too. Um, but I just can't see that I am in this particular case. And they, yeah, I get they it because you know what they, they've pretty much established all of their cards at this point. It's, it's like their final card is their final card for a reason. But I, I think that the, the world that we know is going to change after that, regardless of the results, regardless of the results, oh, whether be, it works or not, it's going to be that, yeah. a change for the better. A it, big I, well, change it will change. It will change for the better. And that's why I try to tell people, when they're like, why, you know, I have a 5G thing on my phone, but it's not fast internet and what's wrong, you know? And I'm like, listen, if you understand what 5G can do, it's not just about internet speed. It's not even just about radiating you. It's about the fact that they can connect those and establish a triangulation with a satellite or anything. And they can connect and give you the 8D hologram that they're looking for. That for me, that's why you look at the 5G towers and the, mostly the metropolitan areas across the world. It's mostly the, the bigger populated cities that have a lot of 5G towers. None of them are working to where they were advertised. None of them's getting 100 megabytes a second. That's all marketing bullshit for their program. And I feel as I could be wrong, but I feel as if if they're going to do an alien invasion, 100% their 5G towers have something to do with it. So I recommend that everyone listening that agrees with me, go invest in some lead bullets in your paintball gun or do whatever you can because lead will destroy those towers. And we could all literally in one minute go outside, shoot down our towers, and then they have to come and re, they literally probably have to come and reinstall a brand new tower because lead will destroy them. So that's what I've been telling all the, all the people who are afraid of guns. I was like, look, you're gonna need a gun to shoot down the drones. You're gonna need a gun to shoot down the robot dogs. You're going to need a gun to shoot down the, the whatever towers they're throwing up yeah. that you're not going to be shooting people. I bet you most of the time. I mean, that that seems unlikely at this point. It's you're, you're going to be going after their robots. Now, their infrastructure for their robot rebellion and all that stuff is just it's just not there. They're pushing it too quickly. Part This is a Steiner thing. Steiner says the reason why they rush this stuff out is because that's what evil wants to do. Evil wants to rush it out before humanity has a, a time to react. And as wisdom to deal with it. Yep. So that's what that's the reasoning behind that. Another reason I think is because their AI is telling them, act now, act now. Now's the time to strike. That's another part of it. Another one might be the incarnation of their Antichrist, which might be saying, like, hey, the Antichrist is gonna be incarnated here. You gotta do this and that. We gotta have this ready here. This has got to happen there, and then this there. And that could have to do with CERN and that yeah. whole thing. 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they had it where every country that gets blasted with these holograms and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. American government, German government, Russia government, they all have their, their UFO crafts, man-made reverse engineered, ready to go up to scare you, ready to go up and actually do damage. But that doesn't mean they're not, they're not going to collectively put the holograms up to give that effect that there's, you know, a thousand UFOs above you, but only two or three, only two or three are man-made actually blowing shit up. Right. So, but I do feel as if, if, if they do do this attack, um, the, the bigger metropolitan areas are going to be fucked completely because they're trying to reset the world anyways. And that's one way they can actually pull it off is like you said, you blame it on aliens and this is how the new world order start. I mean, it's already started, but this is how it ends is with humanity accepting the new world order or denying it. And I'm not sure that the elite even know that result yet. They don't even know how it's going to be They're I feel like they could have pulled this card a long time ago and they, they still have, and they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. What are they waiting for? Just, just put your stupid shit in the air and, and let's get this war over with. I, I don't understand, but I, I I'm the type of person that goes, look, if you see holograms in the sky, you see these UFO, don't be scared because what they want is they want people think about it, man. Look how scared people got of a, the flu, right? They called it Corona, they called it COVID-19 because once they started saying coronavirus too much, I think in the beginning stages, David, they were coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And then they, they were noticing that everyone on social media, even the normies were like, well, it's on the Lysol bottle coronavirus. You just spray the thing. And they were, people were making fun of it. Like who cares? I'm not, putting a mask on for this. Then they switch it to COVID-19 and they never look back to coronavirus again. They want to add like a, some new thing that's going to kill everybody. So I feel like it's going to be kind of similar with this where they're going to introduce it in a fear-based way where everybody's going to be, don't be scared of this shit. And I feel like if that's the way we win this war is if everybody's like, yeah, some holograms outside now, yeah, whatever. And they're going to move on from there. I don't know how we win this, you know, but uh, if they do do it, um, what do you recommend? I mean, because if, if, if me and you go outside tomorrow and there's probably 80% holograms and a few real ones, what, 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 what is your opinion on what we can do to get out of this or survive this at least if it happens? Okay, well, you're, you're on to one thing that's important, is, which is that the New World Order is about city control. And so I really recommend that you start a plan to get out of the city. You get to the edge of a city. You start looking at places that are far away from cities. And eventually, let's say you can get a plot of land and you have a motor home. You're good to go. And then, you know, maybe this summer start planting a few trees. Next summer plant a few more trees and just start that mo- start that into motion. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two is is understanding the like where you know where what the what the city does to the mentality of a human being. So I you know I've been I didn't want to use this term. It's been on my mind. For the last like half hour, um, I'm just going to say it because I do I do actually love people and I, I am a very much a people person. But this term needs to be put out there, which is cityants. People who grow up in cities, they're cityants. They don't understand how to survive. They don't understand anything natural. They don't have any clue what's going on in Mother Nature. They think that we're in a war with nature. They're atheists because they have no concept of the intelligence of nature because they're living in a city. It's gnarly, man. It's really gnarly. The city, what it's done, it's turned people into cityants. And it, 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 you, you have to correct that by getting back to nature and just faking it until you figure it out. Until you figure out, make the mistakes as I've made the mistakes. 
I luckily I never got too far into city living. I always had farming from the time I was a kid. I've always been planting trees, but slowly but surely I figured out all the things that are necessary for survival in the woods. And I also figured out that everything is done for you by the woods. They, the mother nature does it all for you. I can show you crazy evidence of that, man. It's amazing. How, how do you, what do you advise for people that are city? It's how do they you, get out of it? You start, you get a, a, every week, you get an hour out in nature somewhere. You go, you go hiking. Um, you get like, for example, let's say you're in LA, you get out to the San Gabriel mountains, you get out into the mountains behind Pasadena, you, you get out to, um, um, San Pedro, you know, there's, there's some cool coves out there. You get down to Laguna, you, you just, at some point you have to completely turn off all the BS and the phone and you have to go into nature and you actually have to have direct connection with animals. You have to have direct connection with trees, direct connection with the wind spirit, the rain, the elements. And it just, it's what it does for you. See, this whole thing, all the fear, all the disturbance of the human being, the unbelievable catastrophic effects on people's mind gets people super heady and uh, totally wrapping, um, just catastrophizing, I guess would be a good way to say it, yeah. in their head, all this stuff is all a product of city living. All of that stuff. You get into nature, not all that stuff goes away. There's none of that happening out here. Like, I'm, I, you know, this morning, I'm like, hey, where's the deer at? Yesterday, they were right in front of my front door. They're right there. And these are like four does that survived the winter out here. Dude, it's so crazy out here in the winter. It's minus 40. Yeah, I'm and from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I've, I, I'm from Chicago. Thirty. Do so you years. know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, that, that's, uh, it took me 30 years ago. I think I'm supposed to migrate the fuck out of here. It's time to go. <laughs> it, see, Chicago would be so much better if you're in nature, right? Well, but not, in that yeah, city, half the year, <laughs> you know, in that city, you're just like, oh my god, it's like, you know, it's a concrete jungle. Plus, it's minus forty. Plus the wind chill factor. Uh, plus murder capital. Yeah. Plus the murder capital. Any rate, so this is this is something we need to do to save our souls, right? Is to get back to nature and get back to the original intent. Uh, I had a great my neighbor here passed on in 2019. Wonderful Nick guy. He's the guy who brought me into the area up here. He, he had a great phrase. He said the original intent. The original intent is really a powerful concept. See, Araman and Moloch and uh, Lucifer are imposing themselves through human agency on the original intent. Mm. See, now if that human agency is removed to so your nature, no human agency, then all, that's all gone. And it's just you and nature. And you know how Crow says he loves to say um, there's no lie in nature. Yes, what a beautiful thing. So all those forces are part of the city civilization crap and you, you got to get away. Now this brings up a really interesting subject that I love getting into, which is the reality of the wild humans that live in nature, the Bigfoot. Well, and Hey man, we're on the same page with that. And you know what? There's people in the truth community that blast me. Actually. Yeah. We're on Rockfin. Fuck them. What's his yeah. name? Well, hold yeah. on. What I'm gonna call him. I usually don't call oh, people good. loud, man. Call but I'm gonna call him out. What's his fucking name? Literally, he's that much of a nobody to me that I forget his name. Hold on. Russian. Wait. R. Russian. Russian vid. Russian vids. Oh, okay. That, I know who that is. Whoever, that, whoever that peanut head is. This guy came. That's the only time I've ever gotten hate from anyone. I get hate from the normies. That's standard. But not from truthers. <laughs> you know why would you hate on me? He, he picked that, he tried to, so everyone was DMing me this clip and I don't even know who, I'm like, who is this guy? 
I'm like, I don't fucking care. But then I started analyzing. I'm like, oh, he's hating on me because he's saying that I'm turning Flat Earth into a shit show because of my Sasquatch stories on Sam Tripoli's show. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't think Sasquatch are here? Like, okay, it's one thing to not know what the fuck we're talking about, but it's another thing to act like you know something and that we're lying about it. You don't know right. a goddamn like, yeah, thing about that's it. That's exactly right. Shit. People who don't Bro. know the Sasquatch phenomenon have never studied it. No. They've never had any interaction with it. They have no, it's just entirely 100% a, 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 a self-reflection yeah. that's imposing itself a projection onto nature. It's not real. How it's can, like, but, how, but David, how can truthers be that close-minded about that? That makes no sense to me. You can see how they Netflix behind the curve, as I say, they did that to flat earth. They behind the curve, flat earth. They tried to, you know, nip it in the bud and, and control it from that way. They do that with Sasquatch, like Star Wars, Chewbacca, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. What they do is they spin it where it's like, it's a, it's a pancake in space at that point. It's the Sasquatch, <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's, you know, there's nothing to it. It's, it, let's it's make a teddy bear. It's a giant teddy bear running around in the woods or, or whatever they, you know, whatever their trip is. Um, it's it, to me, it's a fascinating phenomenon. I think the real reason why they won't touch it and the real reason why people who are kind of, like, I guess Russian vids, his, he's a, he's kind of a fanatical religious zealot. So that's where he's kind of, that's, that's my read on him. You know, looking at his stuff, I know his stuff. Um, is he's, a, and, and he's right a lot of the time. Doesn't mean he's right all the time because he's got a certain perspective that puts him in the zone most of the time. Correct. But you can't be a radical, fanatical, religious zealot if you're a truther. Yeah. Because a truther is open to anything. Oh, we're open to the evidence. Show well, us mo most evidence truthers are either most truthers that I know are either against organized religions completely, just all of them, just fuck them, which I, I'm cool with. And then some of them are like, you know, no, the Quran's the way or the Bible's the way. And it's like I respect both sides. I do but too. I don't respect the side that goes, hey, I'm all about truth, but before I can even experience it for myself, or before I have a chance to talk to that person about their story, or before I have a chance to even research what ancients said about them, I'm just going to go ahead and talk shit about someone. And like, listen, man, that, that, I tell people all the time, I, my buddy Tanner Stewart, he's out in East Texas. <laughs> Someone wants to, if you want to hear them, if you want to feel their energy, if you want, actually, we, uh, real quick, we had a guy, I'm not going to say his name. He came, I was out by Tanner's house, his, his very huge house and a lot of acres out there, big forest in his yard. They live it's in his probably, back. They live in his back. Probably near me because I'm in East Texas. Okay. He's, uh, I won't drop the city, but he, just to say East of Dallas, that's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I'll tell you off air, but either way. So I tell people all the time, I go, look, you're not going to see them. If you know who they, if you know about them, you're not, it's not like they're just going to pop, jump up and go, hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm Bigfoot. You're retarded if you think that way. That means you don't know anything about them. But at the same time, we had someone over helping me with the, this documentary recently. And when I was out there, he was out, there was just a, a, a normal guy, real nice guy. And uh, Tanner started to Bigfoot smack him in a sense and to get his reaction and he, you know, like normal, like I was years ago, I was, yeah, okay. You know, it's bullshit, hilarious. Oh, come on, don't start with this. And this guy just opened up to flat earth. So he was like, oh God, what are you doing to me here, man? What like, and now I don't know about all this stuff. 
So we walked over. We're like, let's just go show you some stuff. You know, no, no worries. It's stupid. Don't worry. We'll just let us show you a few things. It's daytime, by the way, David. So we kind of knew that nothing crazy was going to happen. But we walked over and we showed them. I'm sorry. We showed him, you know, the sticks and they break them and they, they put them in their thing and they stuff them down. So he was already kind of like pondering, which RVD should fucking do if he was a real truther or a real person to me. You, you, and he goes, wait a minute. He goes, well, how can that be? I go, yeah, did, me and Tanner didn't go up to the tree, snap it in half and shove it down throughout the entire forest. You see it. These are their entrances, their, their, their safety nets, their, you know, their communication. And this guy is listening to us. And in the process, you see him going, I'm not even playing. He's just like this. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, Hey, what's up? What, what's going on? And he, this guy's like, Hey man, can, can we, um, let's go in, man. Let's, can we head in? And I'm like, hey, what's wrong? What's going on, man? And I look at Tanner and he's like, he goes like this. So they're already getting in his head. And I'm sitting here like, okay, let, let's, let's walk. We get back in the house and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, dude, I felt so weird. Something was going on. And this guy was just talking shit. He was just talking shit. And I'm like, okay, uh, who knows what happened, but it's just the point of I've heard these stories consistently before from people, and it's usually the deniers. So that's why I always invite people. You want to talk shit? You want to act like this shit doesn't exist, that we're just a bunch of weirdos that, that you know, we're, we're spinning something or some rabbit hole that's discrediting the real rabbit holes? Come to East Texas. He will gladly have you for a night, and we will set a bonfire in his backyard. You will hear them. You will feel their, if you don't feel their energy, you don't have energy inside of you. You will feel their energy. Have you ever been around them? Have you ever been in the midst of their energy in your lifetime, David? Absolutely. I've got a great photograph. There was a, a juvenile Bigfoot living up, up, this is near Bridge, Bridgeville, California. So right off the okay. 36, very high incident of Bigfoot sightings in that region. And a friend of mine lives way, way down a road, ganja farmer for many, many years, 20 years. And there's two houses past her and they're both abandoned. So there's nobody past her, right past her place where those, it splits to those two houses. And this is deep in the forest, way at the foot of a mountain. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. It's right on the other side of Murder Mountain, actually, to be very specific. You know, okay. so those who've yeah. seen the Murder Mountain show. Um, anyway, right there, I got a great photograph of a, of a um, juvenile Bigfoot um, track. And it's, you know, it tripped me out, man. It's, this is the thing about the phenomenon. There's two things about it. One is that the reason why the scientism won't touch it is because of the, the um, psychic phenomenon that is, is associated with the Bigfoot or any perfected being in this realm, this magical realm that we're living in. And I could do a whole spiel on that if you want to get, go that direction on what causes psychic phenomenon, what oh, the and psychic the, the telepathic nature. And the telepathic that. nature of the people whole thing. don't get that. That 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 word that it's, word exists, but the there's nothing applied to it. So yeah, why does that word city. fucking exist? You know, hanging out with native people in Peru, for example, for many years, I've led sixteen or seventeen retreats in Peru over the years, maybe more, maybe twenty. Wow. And I've gotten to know native people really well. We've we've led retreats for 15 years together, right? We're we're like it's a tele, telepathic communication. They don't speak my language, I don't speak their Quechua language, but I can look at them and I'm like, we gotta do this, and they know it's freaking amazing, man. 
that's telepathy. That's what every natural human has at their disposal as long as we're not city-ified. Yes, and as long as you're not on a very low vibration because they're not going to pick up on it. Yeah, you're not picking up on it. You've you've collapsed down into some something that you're not. Now, the other part of it that's interesting is, is that it's, there's always a surprise about this stuff. So, you know, I'm expecting, because I know this juvenile's around. I know it. I can sense it. The person who I'm staying with there, she's like, it's around. I, I don't know where it is. I, you know, it did, you know, land in one of my beds one night, but I, I haven't seen it. And so I'm looking for it. I'm looking for tracks or whatever. And what was crazy about this track is it's a Pongid track. Mm. It's like a Yeti track. It wasn't like a normal Bigfoot track, dude. It was like a, it was crazy. It was looked like a gorilla foot. I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding. And then you could tell, looked to me like it had a deer on its shoulders because it poked the two feet of the deer on this side of the track and the two on this side. I'm not kidding. That's the photo I got. And, and I was like, oh, it's it's a message. Clearly, this thing put the footprint there and then did this with the deer, the front feet and then the back feet and left it like that and that's the photo i got it's pretty pretty incredible dude tanner tanner had to do some uh yard work he had to hire a crew they came to chop some trees down right but like on the side of his yard uh where his lake is private lake so they had to do something and that that is intercepting with their nature their home right so it's a part of their force the the point i'm trying to make is when when the crew was done or near done the next day, it was they the, the Sasquatch picked up all the shit and tried to move, literally almost move the entire tree back in place because they were pissed. The crew came back and looked at Tanner and goes, "What the fuck is going on? We just did all this work." He couldn't even try to explain it to him. It was hard to explain that it wasn't him, and that they knew it couldn't have been him. You can't a one man, probably five men, couldn't have put it all back. And it's crazy because they will do that all the time to him. And they play these games. They'll move, they'll move his children's uh, toys and stuff and put them there the next day. So if they're mad, if he's doing something and they're upset, they will show you in a different way. And when he comes outside the next morning and looks, he goes, ah, shit, you know, they did something and there's no other explanation. I don't care who you are. There's no other explanation than there are, they're fucking with them. Um, and, and he, he tells me he could, you know, he does some telepathic stuff with us sometimes, but he also tries to channel to them that we're in a war and that, um, it'd be nice if, if, you know, they could help <laughs> as simple as that. But I, I think their, their very existence and, and just the fact of where they're, how they're rising up into consciousness right now is part of what's happened. It's part of the great reveal. You think and, so? And to find out who the real locals are and have always been is really important part of knowing your ecosystem. Really important, right? Yeah. Like you got it. This is just part of living in the forest. And by the way, it's you know when you're in the forest, it's it's ecstatic. It's an ecstatic feeling all the time. We, we can hardly believe me and my neighbors here how much fun we're having. The great times that go on. Jumping in the. I'm about to jump in this ice lake. Probably maybe today. Um, the, the ice just melted, so I'm going to be doing some cold dips in a wild lake in the middle of the forest. I mean, you can't, nobody is around. You can't beat it, dude. And this is the thing the city doesn't offer anything. No, no. The only thing the city offers is taxes, pollution, uh, overpopulation, and taking your money for every fucking thing. I mean, it's yeah, nature is like free, 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 free. Joy of the earth. Yeah. Well, 
I, I think that again, we're going to live in a world where we're people like us, we're all going to be in nature at some point. Okay. Every single person is going to have to get back to nature because the, you know, the antichrist, whatever you want to call it, the elite, the whatever, they're taking over metropolitan areas. They already set up their smart grid. They set everything up to where they're kind of giving us time here, guys. They're giving us warnings. They're, they're not pressing that button yet. They're, they're setting it up to like, you can understand that this is the, this is what we have to do is we have to get back to nature. We have to get out of these big cities and go start our own life somewhere else. And to be honest, I would love it to be past Antarctica, but you know, we might not be able to get to that point. Uh, but eventually I think in our lifetime, how do you feel about that before we go? Cause I don't want to keep you too long. How do you feel about dissolving this treaty, David, because it's such an important thing for me. I know you have so many passions in your life that are so important specifically health which is the most important thing period for a human being is health. So I'm not going to compare, but I do feel as if there's got to be a way that we could dissolve this treaty and we can go over there and, and set up shop. Cause I think that we're all supposed to live in abundance. I think we're here for a purpose and that um, there's got to be a way to do this. Uh, what's your take? I know, you know, there's they're hiding land, they're hiding continents and but we don't really know the true cosmology in terms of show us a real map. I don't know. It could be, eight billion continents well how am i supposed to show you that how, how would i know that but how can we in your mind in our lifetime how, how are we able as humanity to get over there and to take back our world take back our 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 truth really this is the truth hardly a day goes by where i'm not thinking about storming the beaches of antarctica <laughs> it's it could, like this morning i was in that sauna right there there's my sauna and, uh, and then came out here and was doing some cold dips right over here. The cold dip thing here is just insane, dude. It's so absolutely epic. But I'm thinking of like, okay, this is nothing compared to Antarctica. Antarctica is going to be minus 60, minus 70. I got to get my act together. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, the, the, I, I want to back us up a little bit from that oh, yeah. because of all of that, the whole, you know, a storm in the beaches of Antarctica and where, where it's going to finally end up, which is we're going to find, dude, we are going to find out the truth about everything. It's all coming and that, and we're finding it out now. Now here's a big one that I wanted to get into with you because you know, we've got a truth or community listening and I got to lay it out, dude. It has to be said and it needs to be said to you and everybody else. Sure. These people like the Fauci's, the, the Bill Gates is the Klaus Anel Schwab, the um, black rock, George Soros, Mary yeah. Fink, the George Soros is they're parasites. Yeah. They're parasites. And that means that for them to exist in our reality, then we've got to deal with the parasites within. Yeah. We got to wipe out our own parasites. Now, the human rope worm and the research lately I've been digging in on the, the absolute ubiquitous nature of the rope worm and the human experience is profound and deep, which means that almost every single person over 99% has some level of worms. 99%. It's not just, oh, we're going to Mexico or Thailand or well, that was a scam. Um, the number one prerogative of the parasite is to make sure you don't know it's there, right? A tick. I pulled a tick off me the other day being in the forest and th that tick was like, oh, I'm going to get away. You know, I'm going to attach myself. But uh, luckily I caught it before, you know, I it was able to trick me because it doesn't want me to know it's there. What did you do? Right? The old mat? Did you do the old mat trick? Um, it didn't get in. I, oh, I it caught okay. it. It was, it was actually on these. It was right here, man. It was right there hanging on. Oh, wow. And I, and I was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's a tick. Look at that. So I froze it. It's in the freezer right now. 
anyway, so the parasite doesn't want you to know it's there. The human ropeworm, tapeworms, hookworms, liver flukes, um, harmful bacteria parasites like Staphylococcus, certain types of Staphylococcus, um, harmful spirochetes like Borrelia and limes and that kind of stuff. Dude, we got to do a deep dive on this just real quick and just for yeah. the truth of community. So the real way we're going to heal our world is we have to heal ourselves. And that means we've got to do a deep and consistent over the years level of parasite cleansing. The parasite wraps around itself, the plastics, the heavy metals, and all the other crap to protect itself from your immune system. So to my mind, the reason why we even have plastic pollution and pollution in general is because of parasites, right? The inner environment's then converted to the outer environment. So the inner environment, the parasite, like, yeah, I want as much trash and garbage as possible. Yeah, I want that much crap here as possible. Calcification, perfect. I'll hide behind this to you know, protect myself from your immune system. The, there's two types of parasites too, and that's an important place to start. The aromonic parasite and the luciferic parasite. The aromonic parasite will use a calcification and cyst itself. It will create a cyst formation or a tumor to shield itself from your immune system. The luciferic parasite is born in the blood and typically tries to migrate from the blood to areas which are as far away from the blood as possible, like your joints or your areas that are not vascularized in your body where it can survive without your immune system pestering it too much. Now, that discovery of that layout of just everything I just said means that we've got to do something about it. And there's several different approaches. One of my favorite approaches, oh, do I have it here? Let's see. I've got a zapper here with me. Where's my zapper at? I've Jeez. heard about turpentine. Santos Bonacci told me about turpentine. Do you recommend that at all? A turpentine is a strategy. So one idea is a, is a turpentine strategy. Another idea is to use like a kind of a human agency strategy, which is like fenbendazole, ivermectin. Another strategy is to use electronic medicine, which I think I left. It's so it's sitting over there. Um, it's actually right. You can see it right there, that little black thing right there. That's my zapper. Okay. Anyway, the zapper, um, which is electronic medicine. So there's the human agency idea, which is like fenbendazole, ivermectin, things that have been created by human agency. There's the um, zapper, which is an electronic medicine idea. So you're using electricity to fry the parasite in its home. Then there's the herbal strategy, which is like wormwood, clove, black walnut, male fern, chanka, piedra, quassia, and all the great anti, even garlic, by the way, is a very anti-parasitic parasite herb. And then you go for a month heavy where you hit those kind of all those strategies. So one thing that I like to do is four times a year, we guide people out of the public and with parasite cleanse, parasite cleanse. And then we work our way all the way down to a water fast. And we do that four times a year. So literally four times a year, I'm fasting on water for seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, or 12 days, wow. four times in a, in a year that you talk about transforming your body. And I mean, there's just nothing like that, especially after you do the parasite cleansing. At this point, because I've been doing going so heavy on the turpentine cleanse, the zapping that for so many years, I'm sure I don't have any worms. There's no chance. I just did a month straight heavy duty, dude, like every day, hardcore. This type of thing for the truth of community is becoming essential. It's absolutely essential because we cannot no longer point out there and say, Fauci, because the, Fauci just represents a tapeworm or a ropeworm. And it, he's a ropeworm, actually. You want to dig, get real specific as to what kind of parasite he is. 
He's a ropeworm. And if you want to get the ropeworms out, you got to go in here first. And that's the next also essential piece of the community activities that are starting to occur now that we're starting to band together as a community. It's like, okay, now what are we going to do? Okay, well, let's get the parasites out. So that's a community activity that starts as, you know, remember I was talking about step two, yeah. first of the apocalypse, then community building, and then community activities. That's brilliant, man. And I, I totally agree. I think that once um, we can get to that point, it's kind of like I still treat it as how do we get everybody to go past Antarctica? Same thing with this. How do we get everybody to get these parasites out? You just keep talking about it. Keep spreading keep the information. Just informing people. People are aware. Now, here's another thing that I'm convinced of, bro, is that people are smarter than you think. Mm-hmm. They're smarter than you think. If So if I go at somebody and I was like, oh, you know, flat earth, this or that, you know, I just go to completely berserk, they'll be like, dude, you're out of your mind. But if I start talking to them in a way that they understand, let's say somebody's a surfer. And I was like, I was like, dude, check out the horizon right there. Look, it's even all the way around when you're out there, right? Check that out. Isn't that cool? And then you just start in slowly with something yeah. that, they're, that you they seeds. know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's connected to their reality. If they're a surfer, they're out there. They know that reality. There's a whole loop that surrounds us when you're out there on the ocean, at least 180 degrees, you know, when you're out there looking for waves. So that, you know, that you have to speak to people in a way that they understand. Now, this ivermectin breakthrough has somehow snapped people on the mega level that, oh, it's parasites, actually. And also, there's obviously evidence they've been injecting people with hydras and parasites. And, you know, the COVID vaccine rollout was a massive heavy metal um, um, computer chip nanobot slash parasite. um, mRNA parasite. I mean, it's there. The whole thing. Yeah. Those those people are the ones that are jabbed are unfortunately might have no shot. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any hope for them. Uh, it sucks. I, I think I think there is, and and the reason why I say that is because we have evidence there is. Okay, we have evidence there is, and you know, that that means that people like, for example, we had one doctor early on who got jabbed. He's like, I have to get jabbed for my job, whatever. This is like February 2021 or January 2021. Boom, hospital next day, dying. We sent him, um, I'm, I, I don't know if I have this product nearby. It's, I, it's a similar product to this. We, this is a C60 product. We sent him a C60 product called Supercharged C60. It's developed by my friend Tom and put out by my friend Dr. Group in Houston. And six capsules got that guy out of, out of the um, hospital. Wow. That's now, crazy. Now, Dave, right? I'm, we're going to wrap up on this. Tell my audience where they can find that product and anything else. Uh, do you have, is there, a, is there a certain website that you utilize or that you have for yourself for the public to get some of these products, to learn about some of this stuff? Okay, so first things first, and, and this is especially for you too, is you should yeah. be on my newsletter. Okay. Um, you know, I wrote books for years and years. I, I think I've written nine books in my life and wow. seven of them I've published. But now I write newsletters because it's more immediate. I can get it's free. I can get it right to the people. And my entire COVID jab, the entire protocols and everyone, the entire whatever parasite crap is in their respiratory, whatever that thing is that's going around, that's all there exactly what to do. Every newsletter, it's all there for free. So that's how, cool. How, how, do, how, do, how does myself and my audience uh, find that information? How, how do we get on that? Okay, so you just go to davidwolf.com, D, um, D-A-V-I-D-W-O-L-F-E.com, and just click newsletter and just sign up there. Or on my Telegram, I think okay. you're on my Telegram, 
David Avocado Wolf on my Telegram, David Wolf on Twitter, but I like Telegram more because that's a real free speech platform. One, one day, once this films out, I will have time to go back to all my social media. I feel like I haven't even opened Telegram in God knows how long. I can't wait to get back. Uh, <laughs> But it's, as soon as it's, I, yeah. it's super fun. You know, that's that's the one thing I love about Telegram. It's like it's, you know, sure that there's been some censorship pushed by Apple or Google products or whatever. But on this desktop I'm on right now, there's no censorship. I can get everything I want there. Um, Eric Clapton, for example, his life was saved by Telegram. He said so. He's like, as soon as I got on Telegram, I found out what was going on. I was immediately able to turn course and, and correct the situation. And by the way, I've also had numerous people over the years who've been jabbed and injured who recovered. That's really promising. Now, they may have taken shaved some years off their life. I suspect that they have, but they still might live a long life and it's still possible. But, you know, obviously the most important thing is just don't do anything that Fauci or any of those people ever say ever again. I think your audience knows that. Oh, yeah. I'm just just glad to hear that there actually is uh, a possible solution to help the jabbed, you know, that, that makes me feel better. And that makes me want to keep going. I, I, you know, I made Fluvid 19 last year documentary and it, I had so many emails come in of people that didn't get the jab because of it. So I look at it like, you know what? I always thought like, should I make a sequel or is it just too late? Because for me, it's like right now, present day, if you're, if you're not jabbed yet, you're not going to go get jabbed anymore. That shit's that like at this point, if you're not jabbed from COVID, you're, Who's going to Walgreens tomorrow for their first one? It doesn't make sense. But that doesn't mean that, that, that that's not possible. So I do feel like a, a sequel and, and more information and more exposure um, will just solidify that no one ever does this again. So I might make a sequel, but uh, hopefully I'm not, uh, you know, being lazy about it. I just, I, I, I want to make sure that there's a point. And I think there always is a point. Because with the information that has come out in the last year, specifically, it's, through the roof. I can make four more films on it because there's totally. so much information, so many more whistleblowers. Uh, and maybe I will get into the parasitic side of this stuff because it's that important. Um, David, I I have to let you go. Uh, I do thank you so much for giving me more time than I even asked for. Um, what's next for you, David? Tell me audience what's next for you. You got anything coming up? And once again, um, please plug your website. Fantastic. Um, you can always find me, track me down, just davidwolf.com. Like I'm also on Twitter, David Wolf and David Avocado Wolf on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other ones. But Telegram is my favorite by far. Yeah. That's where the action is. And um, what's coming up for me is I'm going to Egypt for the first time ever. Oh, and wow. I'm going with a really interesting woman. A real, you know, really, you know, these, I'm going with a whole crew of flat earthers. It's going to be berserk, dude. It's going to be incredible. So oh stay God. tuned on that. That's going to be neat. And then I'm going to Athens right after that and with a whole nother crew of flat earthers. And so that's going to be another amazing thing. The, you know, the megalithic wreckage that's been left on this earth. And that's a whole show we should do at some point. Oh, I yeah. I definitely want you back. I'm, I definitely I have to have you back. We, we uh, I try to keep my shows in a certain amount of time, especially with the get, you know, respect to guests, their, your time and your day. Uh, but no, you have to come back because I know, well, especially when this film comes out, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a copy, take a look at it. What we uncovered, I'm going to give it no spoilers right. right now. It's fucking epic. We got like two project Veritas moments. You're going to see. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. With NASA employees. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to yes. be good, man. So I'm going to send that over to you on, on earth day, the 22nd. Um, and then hopefully, um, we can get, you can get back on the show. I, I, I really want to do a show. On, on the Hibbler effect with with multiple people at once. I'm going to try to set that up uh, this summer. And so we can really strategize and talk about 
uh, getting out of the city, um, how to, um, you know, uh, own land and, and how to survive in nature and, and the steps we need to take to get there. Because I think if we give them an instruction, uh, instruction step by steps, how most people are, I think that they will do it. I see, I don't know much about Owen Benjamin. I see that he's doing that. Um, I could tell you're doing that. And there's multiple people that are talking to Santos Bonacci. He's going up to, he's moving up to the mountains now in, in Mexico, the most beautiful spots of nature out there. So, I mean, you guys are talking the talk and walking the walk. I appreciate you, David, and, and your knowledge. I'm glad you're on our side in this realm uh, on the stationary plane. It helps. I think I would still love and respect you if you weren't because of the, the knowledge that you have on health and everything else. It's very important, uh, but I'm glad you're on our side. It just kind of, it, it defines a real truther and I'm, a, I'm appreciative um, to be linked up with you and to, to know you and maybe one day we can hang out, brother. Yeah. Um, or wherever, somewhere in Southern yeah. California, I'll track you down. Maybe with Eddie Bravo, maybe at, at uh, 10th Planet. We'll hang out for sure. David Avocado Wolf, thank you for coming on The Hitler Effect. I want to thank my audience for joining us today, and we will see you next week. Take care. Cheers. <laughs>